morning guys and welcome to Carlisle Vineyard this morning, um, wherever you are joining us from in your homes, um, it is so good to have you here, welcome. If this is the first time that you've had an opportunity to check in with Carlisle Vineyard, um, it is an exceptionally warm welcome to you as well. Um, if you were in front of us, if we were gathering in a building together somewhere uh, this morning, we would be offering you a really um, warm cup of coffee and a donut. Um, sadly, we can't do that in the season, but if you want to grab yourself a cuppa um, and get comfortable, um, we want you to know that you are as welcome as you have ever been in this space with us this morning. So grab your cuppa guys, we are just going to spend a little bit of time checking in and just checking in with with what the Father is saying to us at the moment and just a few thoughts around what it looks like um, in this time as we go through and journey this together. Um, why don't you take a minute like we've done the last few weeks um, to, we're just going to pause, pick up your phone and drop someone a message or make a note of somebody that you want to get in touch with today that just you feel like will need a little bit of encouragement. You know, I don't know about you guys, but um, it is definitely a season of needing a lot of encouragement um, as things change from day to day of not knowing quite always what's going on or what's coming next. And, um, you know, we can just be there for those around us to be those people who will just put courage into somebody else's heart for a moment. So why don't you pick up your te uh, phone now, text someone, we'll take a pause and uh, then jump in. Okay, welcome back. Guys, if you have um, a Bible around, why don't you grab it now? Um, if you don't have a Bible, then you can Google um, the name John and the number 20. Um, and that is a part of the Bible that we're going to be looking at this morning, a story about a lady called Mary. So if you just Google that, um, it'll bring up the words and the story and, and uh, you'll be able to read along with that. Um, but let me just say as well, if you don't have a Bible and in the season it's just something that you've started wondering about and um, would love to have a, a look at one and to read some of the stories that we're going to be talking about or maybe stories that you've heard before, we would love to get, to get one to you. So if you would like a Bible, why don't you drop us a, a, an email at info at carlislevineyard.com and um, we would love to get a Bible across to you. There is so much good stuff in this and um, whether you feel at the moment you believe it or not, know it or not, um, it is a great starting place. Um, of wisdom and to begin to explore some of those um, bigger thoughts and bigger questions that we might have around our life and life in general and what it's about. So please drop us an email, we would love to, to help in that way. So as I said guys, we're going to start this morning um, with John um, in the New Testament, John chapter 20 and um, there's, a, there's a few things, guys, that I that I wanted to look at from this. We're only going to have time this morning to do a couple of them. Um, so maybe we'll be able to revisit the others at some other uh, point as well. But I just wanted to start with this because um, it just feels really key, doesn't it, for all of us um, as we journey through this time um, of just having that sense of how do we walk in, in a season like this where things are just challenging, things are difficult. And, you know, they can be the most difficult and the most beautiful 
um, of seasons that we go through, where God takes times of challenge and struggle and and for lots of people suffering, like really deep suffering and sadness, and brings growth out of it and, and brings transformation and brings new life um, and new ways. And we see and we get to see God in some really new ways that, you know, in our day-to-day and in the norm when everything has seemed the way it's always been, we don't always get to see him in those fresh ways. And so we want to be a people who who don't, um, in a sense, just come out of this time or through this time being exactly the same, do we? We want to be um, a people who respond to what's going on around us and respond to what God is doing in the midst of that, that we would be changed. You know, we're people who are choosing just to follow him, wanting to become more like him. So let's just, from the story of Mary, just going to pick out um, a few things I think that um, the Father wants to to remind us of, um, to support us with and encourage us in this morning. So um, in this this story, um, we pick it up, it's like three days after Jesus has died on the cross. He's been laid um, to to burial. And this story begins with Mary, and she was one of the ladies who, she just loved Jesus with her whole heart. She had gotten to know him and had come to realise that despite all of her backgrounds, all of her choices and the way she had lived her life, that he had forgiven her and embraced her um, and welcomed her and was so much that she had just responded by giving him her whole life and really lived for him. So where we meet the story is Mary um, in the the dark hours, the early hours, um, on the third day after Jesus has died, and she's gone to the place where she knows that he's been buried um, and quite likely that is in order to um, to go to the place of mourning. That's what they would do. They would go and grieve there. They would. Um, there was the continuation of the just the burial process, the anointing, and and things. We won't go into all of that, but um, that's where we find her. And I want to pick up the story, guys. We're reading from um, verse eleven, and it says this. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. As she wept, she knelt to look into the tomb, saw two angels sitting there dressed in white, one at the head and the other at the foot of where Jesus' body had been laid. They said to her, "Why, woman, why do you weep? They took my master, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. After she said this, she turned away and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't recognize him. Jesus spoke to her, woman, why do you weep? Who are you looking for? She, thinking that that he was the gardener, said, Mister, if you took him, tell me where you put him so I can care for him. Jesus said, Mary. Turning to face him, she said in Hebrew, Rabbani, meaning teacher. Jesus said, don't cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go to my brothers and tell them, I ascend to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went, telling the news to the disciples. I saw him and told them everything he said to me. That story goes on, and there are some phenomenal things um, for us to look at um, in in the rest of the story about um, who we are, who God's called us to be, guys, as a community and as people. But for now, I just want to focus in on just a couple of things that I think, you know, they're just simple, but they are there to... um, walk us through this time 
and recognizing that um, when you pick up the story and if you read through all of the stories um, after Jesus has, has died and before that the disciples have seen him alive again, there's just such a sense of the the confusion during that time, the grief that they're experiencing. It's like this storm, this whirlwind of emotions, the uncertainty. They don't know when they're going to see him, if they're going to see him. They don't really know what's expected of them. There's joy moments in the middle of it as, as well. Um, there's fear. They're locked away. There's anxiety if you keep reading through the stories. And, um, and and just this overriding sense of all of the unknown of that and all of that, that churning together. And I don't know about you, but I have definitely felt like that in these last few weeks in varying um, shapes and to certain degrees. Um, had lots of, lots of um, times when it has felt like that. And so from this, we just want to take a couple of things to say, you know, what is it? You know, where does God want to bring us back to? Where does he root and ground our hearts during this season um, so that we can grow, so that we can continue to be people of faith, that we continue um, just following him day by day in everything that we do. So why are you crying, Mary? Jesus asks her this question. Um, and I love that, you know, Jesus has, this is as far as we can, t- as far as I know, reading the stories, this is the first encounter that Jesus has had um, with his disciples or with anybody after coming back to life, after he's been resurrected. And um, and the first question, the very first thing that he asks Mary is, why are you crying? Like, what's happening for you? What is going on with you? And the, the, the first thing is, I think we just need to remember, guys, that in this time, one of the most important things is that we need to keep it real, we need to keep it honest and, and we need to keep vulnerable um, in everything that is happening around us. Jesus asks Mary this question. He is deeply concerned and cares at his very being about what is going on for us. And we need to be a people during this time that just continue to pour it out to him, continue to keep it real, continue to keep owning how we're feeling during this season. And, you know, there is, I think, loss, you know, is, is such a big part of this, isn't it? And, you know, we're probably facing losses from a very, like, small, in small ways to massive ways during this time. Like, you know, I just even think, you know, for me, um, you know, it's just been a real struggle to leave New Zealand right around lockdown time and come back, leave the rest of the family um behind there in New Zealand and for the first time ever in nearly 30 years of living living here knowing that I, I can't just go back if um, if something happened that's new you know that that's an, a new concern that I've never had to face before there was always the possibility to get on a plane and go and that's gone right now and um, for our son Jake um, and Meg you know we had a wedding planned um, their wedding was planned for July, and that's having to be postponed. Um, it's not going to happen in in the way that they had planned and intended. Um, and there's there's some loss in that. You're like my family are not going to be able to be here for that, and that's that's a loss. And um, you know, for Ben, our younger son, um, in his final year at university, we're doing a performance degree. They get to finish the year by. 
um, just a culmination of four years of, of study and hard work and friendships and, and journeying with people. And, and that can't happen now. There's none of that closure in, in the way that was expected. Um, those are just some of the, like, almost the, the smaller but, but in things that are important to us, eh? And, and so often I think when it comes to loss, we can, you know, we're hearing other people's stories and without a doubt there are things that are um, a lot more um, tragic and heartbreaking and difficult during this time. Like some of us will feel like we're only, you know, at the tip of the iceberg, whereas other people um, are going through things that they have have you would never wish anyone to have to experience in their lives. But I just want to say this morning, guys, whatever it is, you know, loss is loss and we need to we need to grieve those things. We need to, to work them through because um, they are things that we expected to happen and we're now not going to get to do them in that way. And our Heavenly Father deeply cares about them, each and every one of those things they matter. So keep it real. Keep vulnerable with those things. Keep talking to him about them. Keep talking to other people about them. And let him attend to your heart in that way. Um, because he, yeah, they deeply matter. And and he's a father that that deeply mourns with us in, in all of the losses that we're going to be facing in this time. The second thing I want to um, just, just look at is the way Jesus goes on after he's attended to Mary's heart and and takes time to recognise that these things are really matter and to validate her story and her journey. He then um, says to her, Mary, don't cling to me. And I think another thing um, that we need to really kind of wrestle within this season is and ask ourselves and allow the Father to speak to us about is what are we clinging to in this time? You know, Jesus is, is saying to Mary here, this is not about some weird, you know, that he's he's come back to life and and he's in some weird kind of body experience and therefore she shouldn't touch him. Really believe what Jesus is saying to, to Mary here is you, you can't cling to me and in the way that things were. Things are going to change. I'm not staying. I'm going so that Holy Spirit can come. I'm going back to my father. Things are not going to remain as they were. It's not going to look like the way it did over the last three years of how we've journeyed together. And um, you can't hold on to the circumstance and and the way things have been. Um, What you need to do is put your trust in me. You need to cling to me and trusting me, but not cling to things um, to be the way they were. And we've all seen that, guys, eh? Like, like beyond anything any of us could have imagined, you know, four, six, eight weeks ago, that life would literally get turned on its head the way it has done. And the Father is, is, is saying to us, um, you know, this is a time we can't cling to the things that we've always known or we've always expected them to be a certain way, that we're going to need to learn how to let go of some of those expectations. And in that loss, and he cares about that, and he'll work that through with us. But we, he wants us to be a people that so firmly trust in him, not our circumstances, and not the way things have always been done, 
and not the way we've always experienced them. I think many times, guys, eh, we can interpret that God is in something, that that's the way he always intended it to be, maybe the way we do church, maybe the way we gather with people, um, the way that we experience things. We've, we've assumed, in a sense, that like this is God's way because that's the way we've always known it. And in this season, he's giving us an opportunity to kind of work out with him what it looks like to fully trust him and to journey with him um, personally and together as a community um, while holding on to him but not holding on to the things that we have assumed have been central and the things that we've assumed um, that without them we, we, you know, we can't continue. Um, but to let go of those things and to, to not cling so why don't we just stop for a moment and just ask Holy Spirit, like, Father, what is it and where is it in my life right at the moment? What are the things that I'm clinging to that you just begin, you want to show me how to trust you and not my circumstances? And I want to bring that to you now. So just why don't you take a moment just to do that. Guys, in this season, the third thing I want to just bring out of this, and it, um, it's not directly from this story, but another one where um, Jesus is appearing to the disciples. Um, and it's this, that we need to be in this season. We need to be even more fierce over the promises of God, the things that he has said to us, the things that are in the Bible, um, the things that he's spoken directly to our hearts or maybe from other people. Um, those promises that are the, the foundation, they're the things that he comes in front of us and says, I promise you this is what I'm doing. I promise you this is the way it's going to be for you. I promise you that this is who I am for you and this is who I'm going to be in your life. This is what I'm like. We need to be fierce about those promises, guys. Get out those old books that you've written them in, the journals that you might have have written things down in. You know, go to the Word, spend time reading um, back through those key promises that, that are the things that hold our heart, the anchors that give us hope and hold our heart steadfast in Him. Those promises are so important right now. And, you know, in another story with the disciples, um, Jesus had to remind them um, he, he takes them back through what he had told them was going to happen with him dying and coming back to life and why that had to happen. And, and in, in Luke, um, there's this little verse when it says, um, and then they remembered Jesus' words. And that's so key for us guys in this time. Don't, don't give up. Um, don't forget. Don't get distracted from some of the, the words and the promises that the Father has spoken to your heart in the past and the new ones that he wants to speak um, to your heart during this season. Um, they are the things that allow our hearts to stay steadfast in him, that he is the one that is unshakable, that our hope in him is unshakable, even when everything else feels like it's moving and shifting. Go back to the promises of your father and, and, and sit in that place. Let them be um, a place of strength to you as you sit with Jesus in those. Okay, and then finally, guys, I want to um, just look at what Jesus says after he says, don't cling to me, don't hold to the circumstances of what you know. He then goes on to make what I think is one of the most 
profound, uh, deep statements that we live with that is truth for us today, where he says, don't cling to me, Mary. Um, I haven't yet gone, I haven't ascended to my father, but I'm going to my father and your father, my God and your God. There is, this is one of the most, um, like this is probably one of the most foundational, uh, incredible truths that we get to see and we get to read and we get to live from. Guys, this is for us. It wasn't just for Mary and the disciples back there where Jesus is saying, like, he's my God, but he's your God. He's my father, but he's your father. There's this statement of embrace where he brings us in. He says, everything, every reason I went to the cross to defeat sin, to break the way open, to remove every obstacle that would keep you from being in relationship with me, of knowing me and being known by me, all of that has gone. And in the statement, he includes us. He calls us family. He welcomes us in as as sons and daughters and says, everything that I have is yours. Everything my father has, you have in me as well. Um, Guys, that's where he wants us in this season to press in and to allow him to show us more fully, to live in the experience of the fact that we are sons and daughters, we are heirs of Jesus, we're heirs of our Father, and he's brought us back into this beautiful relationship, and that's where we get to be all that we've been called to be. Um, I want to just finish by reading um, one of, I think, one of the most beautiful um, verses that there is, one of the most beautiful promises, and I just just declare that over each heart. Uh, This morning, whether you know Jesus, whether you've been journeying with Jesus or whether you haven't, this remains true for all of us, no matter what. And and this final thing um, for us to hold on to in this season is that we need to allow him to embrace us. We need to take the time. We need to step aside. We need to find quiet moments um, in the midst of all of the challenge, of, in the midst of all of the feelings that we're Uh, less than adequate, that we're failing at the things that we need to do, that we're not being a great homeschooling parent, that we're not keeping um, my attitudes um, right when when I just feel cramped in and I feel like I've been in lockdown for for just forever. Um, Guys, no matter what it is, that we have this place in Jesus, we can come back to him. He is central to everything. Let's not miss in this season coming back to the beautiful, the absolute simplicity of what our faith and our decision to be disciples, to be people who just simply follow Jesus is all about. It is just these simple truths. Um, and, And let me read you this. It's from the end of Romans 8. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Jesus's love for us? There is no way, not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, nor hunger, nor homelessness, nor bullying threats, not backstabbing, not any of the worst sins that are ever listed in the Bible. None of this needs to faze us because Jesus loves us. I am absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable and aren't we kind of going through some of the unthinkable now absolutely none of this nothing 
he'll get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. So guys, let him embrace you in this season. And these are just a few simple things. There's so many more that we'll look at. But, you know, keep it real. Keep it vulnerable with him. Keep pouring it out. Don't cling to the things that are uncertain, the things that are changing. Cling to him. Cling to the fact that you get to, to be in relationship with him. Get Cling to just spending time with him, being in his presence. Cling to his embrace and allowing him to embrace you in this time. And if you feel like you've never experienced anything of that before for yourself, I want to say, guys, to all of us, it's available to each one of us. No matter where we are, no matter where we feel we are in our journey, um, it's available to us that in this season that we would grow stronger, that we would uh, grow in, in our roots of putting down into the love of the Father, that we would grow back into a place of simplicity, of just being loved by him, following him, and and loving those around us. That's it. As simple as that. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you this morning that you are with each one of us. We thank you that you are a God that does not care about religion, that doesn't care about forms, but that you care about our hearts. You care about our losses. You care about the things that weigh us down in our burdens, and you invite us to bring those to you this morning. And we thank you that that's the kind of father that you are. We thank you that that um, in, in through all the difficulties, through all the challenges, which have always been there for people, um, that people have always experienced, but maybe feels totally new to us, that you are not phased by that, you are not rocked by that, that you call us not to cling to what's going on around us, not to cling to finances and security in, in what's going to happen ahead with our jobs, not to cling to, to the ways that we've always done things, the ways we've always experienced life, not to cling to even the way we've done things in, in church and the things that we have thought are what, what you've wanted and desired and yet all you've wanted is, is for us to, to walk with you and to keep following you. So, Father, help us today. Show us, would you, any areas of our heart where we're clinging to things uh, that are uncertain and bring us back to the absolute certainty um, that you're our rock, you're the safe place, that you're the one that holds us. And so, Father, we just ask that you'd come around us and embrace us, that the truth of that depth of that love that you have for us this morning would just so overwhelm our hearts now. Come Holy Spirit and just would you take those words and take them from our ears and our head where we've heard them, but bring them down deep into our hearts, that they would be such a promise and an anchor to our souls. Father, that we would just deepen in our understanding of you and our love of you and our experience with you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
Guys, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Bless you as you go into this week. We're praying for each one of you and um, keep pressing in and holding on to the things that the Father has given us that will enable you to just go deeper this week. See you soon.